Hi there, it's me, Stefan, from a Comedy Advice Podcast. You might think this is a lot like a lot of the meditation podcasts you're listening to that tell you to be aware, close your eyes, and just feel. Well, I'm telling you, that's not the case. This is more like the opposite of meditation, really. I don't want you to think about yourself at all, your thoughts. I want you to just sit back like a a little drone that you are, and I want you to just laugh. All right, as soothing as that voice is, I'm going to go back to my normal voice. Hey guys, Stefan here. Just wanted to let you guys know you're in for a very special treat today. I treat you well. I'm like your audio sugar daddy. So keep on coming back for more, baby. Anyway, today you're going to listen to Brad Williams, our very special guest. He's been on TV shows like David Tells Comedy Underground, Live at Gotham, The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Mind of Mencia. He's also had two comedy specials on Showtime. He had Fun Size, which is Showtime's highest rated comedy of 2015, followed by Daddy Issues in 2016. And he was also featured on Netflix's comedy show, The Degenerates, season one, episode two, watch it. This guy is absolutely hilarious. I was cracking up the entire episode and we just have such a good time. So I want you guys to listen, have a good time with us. And then if you feel it in your heart, support Brad. We've got links to follow him on Instagram. Look for his shows on Brad Williams comedy. So you can see when he's coming to a venue near you. And then for all of our Phoenix listeners, we've got a link to see him live in Phoenix coming up this week june 4th through the 7th at stand up live so guys go check him out and guys just wanted to say i love you you're awesome thank you so much for listening to the podcast if you guys haven't yet please subscribe tell a friend and leave a review i can't stress how important that is it gets us up in the charts right now we're still top 30 best improv podcasts of all times in apple podcasts but we want to get to number one so please Leave that review and tell your friends and family about us and get them to leave a review. The most opportune times are at Thanksgivings, family gatherings. God damn it. That's not a thing anymore with Corona. Okay. Well, the best time now is at Zoom meetings. So get the link and then let people leave a review. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And oh, my alarm's going off. I guess it must be comedy time. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for Devin and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? Uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> and I think Brad's coming on. Hello, hello. What's up? How's it going, Brad? Uh, going all right, my friend. By the way, my name's Stefan. My co-host and brother, Anthony is right over there and then eric he just dropped away to get a drink but as soon as he comes we can get started fuck eric we, we don't need him that's what i say too you know what let's just go ahead and get started <laughs> what, what 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 has eric ever done for the podcast you're fine seriously that's what i ask um, myself yeah. every day eric you look like such an eric <laughs> i know I know. <laughs> you know, we were actually asking each other, what's the male version of Karen? I think we may have found the answer, Eric. I mean, uh, Eric would be a, a top five. I'd, I'd say Todd. You know mm. what I mean? Like, definitely. A, <laughs> like, like, that's definitely a Todd move. I mean, my my name's not far beyond. Like, Brad? Ugh. Brad's are such douches. So I was saying it it can't be just the douchey factor because a Karen, I was saying you could picture on like the PTA, but there's a bunch of, but a bunch of douchey guys would not be there. So it's not like the frat bro. Maybe, maybe Nathan. Yeah. (laughs) But we all, but we all agree. It's gotta be a white guy. Oh, first, first, 100%. You can't, you can't have it be like Alfonso. You know, it's like, ah. it's oh, like, yeah. Oh that's, oh, that's too far. It, it's funny. Um, I had to change a joke uh, because I used to. So my 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 wife has this friend who I hate. I, I fucking hate her. And uh, <laughs> she's involved in our lives. And 
I didn't want to use her real name on stage. So I went through a couple of different names and the funniest name that I found was Karen. So I was saying Karen for a while. And then this Karen shit started really picking up and I'm like, Oh, now I can't say Karen. Now I look like a hack. So like I had to, I, I had to pick a new name and no, no joke. The, 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 the new name I picked is Carol. And then Tiger King comes out and I'm like, Fuck oh. is I <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh yeah. So now I'm, I'm like, do I stick with Carol it, do, it, or do I like, or, or do I just use the bitch's real name? I don't know what I do. That, I, at that I, point, I, do that. Yeah. Have I tried? Uh, the, her, her real name is too long. It, 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 it's, it's kind of weird. It makes people go like, huh? And then try, like, try it out on us. Yeah. Well, it, it, in comedy, you can't even for one second, like if the, if, if the audience takes a second, just a beat to go, wait, what? Then your joke is not ruined, but it, it, it won't hit as hard as, uh, as it would. So yeah, like I, I have it. to use a very simple name like Karen or Carol or something like that. I, I get it. It's kind of like sex. If, it, you're, if things are going good and you accidentally say the wrong name, it's still good. It just distracts <laughs> them for a second. So they they don't quite get that. Oh, all right. Have you ever had something like really weird uh, like interrupt your sex? Now, Eric, you, you don't know about this because you haven't been laid. But like, <laughs> like when you're... <laughs> When you're ha- when you're having sex, like stuff could happen that so- that sometimes is in your control, sometimes not in your control. Have you ever had something happen, Stephen, where it's like, oh, like uh, a light flickered on and off, the wrong song came on Pandora, ESPN turned on. That's up? that's absolute. That happened yesterday. That's why I was pointing my finger. Uh, but yeah, we <laughs> wife and I, we were getting we were excited. We just bought a couch, so we had that post couch purchase thrill. And so we we're like, God. let's celebrate and get laid. So we we didn't have the couch yet, so we were on the ground. Uh, but yeah. we we were like, "Hey Alexa, you know what to do." We have it triggered, so that's one of her skills. We say like sexy time, and then they she plays a playlist. Oh, you should change it to be like, Alexa, you know what to do. That's even- <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, can, if, if you can make it do that, oh, that's great. Because like, uh, now I've noticed that this, this doesn't happen so much when you're married, but like when you're dating, the last thing you can actually do when like the a fast way to make someone male, uh, uh, mostly women, um, not want to have sex with you, even if they want to have sex with you, is to say, "Hey, we're gonna have sex tonight, aren't we?" And then, <laughs> done. Not gonna happen. Married people, it's a little different because married people, oftentimes, you know, you live together, you're, you're, you got your schedules. You have, you have to literally be like, "Hey, we fucking tonight?" Yes, cool. Like, like you have to pencil it in. And especially my situation now where I got a, a four, a four month old baby, we definitely have to be like, Hey, we got like an hour. Let's go. You know? So, uh, yeah. So, so what you had, uh, you had a song come on. That was not a fun song. We had a, we had a, by the way, totally get the married thing too. Cause we're just kind of past the foreplay where it's just like, we're doing yeah. it. We, we, we almost have a look. I, I, to my wife, I'm like, you know what to do. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Her name's but, Alexa. Alexa, by the way. Yeah. yeah. But no, we we had her do a playlist, and the playlist was like '90s ska, and so that made things shrink a little bit. You having sex to Goldfinger? <laughs> I was like, "Babe, you ready for my Goldfinger?" The, you're having sex to the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, some you're real big, some real big fish. Everything I can. Like that's what you're having sex to. I mean, if you pay attention to the lyrics, though, it does mean it, it just comes across very sexual. I'm, I'm doing all the foreplay I can. I'm down there licking, yeah. groping, but it's just the music, the melody doesn't match to it. Uh, so here's everyone for our young listeners that don't know about how, how to put together a good sex playlist. Uh, here, here's the key. They have to be sexy songs, but they can't be too popular. Because if they're too popular, then you start like mouthing the words. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Marvin Gaye, let's get it on" is like the sexiest song of all time. 
you can't actually put that song on the playlist because if you're with someone, especially if it's like your first time, and all of a sudden you start hearing, wimp, 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 and it just goes into it, you're just like, she'll start laughing. She'll start laughing. And just be like, really? You thought this song would get me? Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, um, Barry White, Can't Get Enough of Your Love. It's too on the nose. You have to get something that's got a good rhythm, a good beat, slow, good lyrics, but that you can't hear. Uh, I My recommendation is if you have Pandora, just say, Play Portishead Pandora. Portishead, perfect. Hmm. For me. I mean, huh. unless you're into like really like 90s R&B or something like that. Portishead works for me. I like that. That's a good recommendation. And listeners, you're already getting free advice here from Brad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was... you want to or not on a topic you like or you don't like. That's fine. The guys at Amazon are going to be like, there was a sudden surge for Portishead. On yeah. on Alexa, what's going on? Portishead's really popular now. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how popular your podcast is, but apparently very. <laughs> oh, it's insanely, uh, especially when Huge. it comes to sex tips. But I was oh. going to say too, my wife, she's Brazilian, so she wasn't quite aware of the stigmas, the social stigmas of bands that are good, not good. I'm just clapping because you have a Brazilian wife. Thank well you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I still don't know how it happened, but we, so she's a big fan of Nickelback. So she's like, Alexa, when it's time to get dirty, she's like, can you play photograph? And I'm like, no, no. Oh, a song about like, you're like reminiscing about your childhood. Oh yeah. That's good. That gets you in the mood. It, at least do rock star. Or yeah. Like I want a quesadilla. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Like that's, that's hot. Uh, yeah that's true i'll i'll try and suggest that next time she's the she's the dominant one but um i'll try and suggest it (laughs) yeah well obviously yeah i'll say it before she puts the gag in my mouth but um sure (laughs) anyway guys welcome to a comedy advice podcast we are here chatting it up with the one the only brad williams um (laughs) <laughs> yes, please applaud. Ululate, um, be naked. However, you want to celebrate. Take applause. Yeah, it's it's awesome to have you. By the way, this is Stefan speaking. We've also got our co-host Eric. Say hello, Eric. Howdy. Awesome. And then Anthony. It's like an I... Eric way of introducing yourself. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. You don't Fuck see my ten gallon hat and my snakeskin boots. <laughs> You you can say hi, you can say happy to be here, you could say hi. No, because he gives Stefan gives me shit no matter what I say, so I got yeah. to mix it yeah, up. You're Eric. <laughs> well, well, at least we can see Eric. We've also got Stefan, my brother. That was a weird way of brother, saying it. Your brother also named Stefan? Yeah. <laughs> Already coming in with the shit talk. We've got Anthony who doesn't have a uh a video. Wait, Anthony's there. Okay. We don't have to worry about him. Um, anyway, Brad, thank you so much for joining. <laughs> for the, for the audience members that might not know who you are, would you mind telling us a little sure. bit about yourself? Uh, I uh, I am a porn star with the largest dick in the world. Uh, <laughs> that, that is, it, it's uh, a problem, isn't it? It's a burden. Yeah, yeah, it drags on the ground. No, uh, <laughs> I am a uh, stand up comedian, uh, and I've got a couple specials on. Uh, on uh, Showtime, which are now streaming on 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 Amazon Prime, I've got. I was part of the Netflix uh, Degenerates. I was once handcuffed to Ariana Grande for a week. Uh, that's a true story. What? Uh, yeah, we. <laughs> I did her Nickelodeon TV show called Sam and Cat, and they did this weird like the kids version of The Hangover, where she <laughs> drinks where, where 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 she drinks this mystic. Uh, Asian tonic to help her study and then she just wakes up and I'm handcuffed to her and she doesn't know how I got there and but it's and I I play a, a foreign person who we never say <laughs> where I'm from what language I'm speaking because I'm I made up the language it's all gibberish uh wow so yeah that's that yeah I got to be on Sam and Cat so it's always weird when I have and, and that aired on Nickelodeon like eight years ago so it, it, it's very strange when i have friends that go like 
hey man, saw you on Sam and Cat. And I'm like, you don't have kids. Why are why are you watching this show? <laughs> you just go down Ariana Grande's IMDB and just like say, I'm gonna do everything. Like I I don't get it. I don't I've get got I've got nothing to do. I'm quarantined. I'm just going down the whole catalog. Ariana Grande buffet. Yeah, like, like if you showed up, you know, it, 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 it's like when you hear that uh, porn stars, they start doing porn and then like their uncle calls them and goes, hey, I know you're doing porn. You're like, well, uncle, uh, now I know what you're into. Like, because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially if, it, especially if your uncle's like, I uh, saw so you doing blow bang. It's like, okay, so now, <laughs> and now I know that's what you do, Uncle. Thanks. That's not fun. <laughs> oh, God. I, I think that my parents might be one of the very few that haven't looked at porn. It may be just me convincing myself. Uh, that just, mean, that just means they're into some real dirty shit. They're, they're into some real... <laughs> I'm not worried about the guy that says, yeah, I watch porn. I watch it a couple times a week. I watch it to help me masturbate. Me and the wife watch it. Helps get in the mood. I'm not worried about that guy. I'm worried about the guy that's like, porn? Porn? How you say? How's it pronounced? Porn. Oh, it's a hard R? Porn? God. Yeah, what's this? Pornography? (laughs) What, What? Is this available somewhere? Do you... That person... As a basement. What is a bootcake? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and the water heater is not the only thing that's down there. There's some of the people that still buy porn. They've got collections down in that basement. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That one. And like I would think that now you'd have to have like one of those like hidden doors for your porn collection. You know, like you do okay, you you pull the book down and the thing rotates and it's just all this like stuff from the eighties, like old, like old Janet Jameson stuff, Christy Canyon, oh, you know, classics. Yeah, the golden era. Oh god, yeah. I, classic. I, this is the only known copy without pages sticking together. <laughs> <laughs> Until now, bam. Oh, yeah, man. so de- so definitely, your parents watch some really kinky shit. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. I don't. They, I I can see it. Yep. I don't want to see it, but I can. <laughs> uh, We're all I, picturing it in our heads. I yeah. I did one time walk in on them post coitus, so thank God there was no movement. But I I did accidentally walk into, the, and they looked like a medieval oil painting where. Oh. <laughs> They were getting it. They were putting in some effort. I think my dad was feeding my mom grapes at one point. It was just <laughs> wow. Were they just glistening? And they were. They... They... Anthony wants elaboration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what Details. the fuck? Do they have sex like they're in the Trojan War? Or <laughs> my dad was playing the harp. They didn't have Alexa back then, so that was the playlist. <laughs> just my dad. Ah, I had to go on the harp. Toga. Yeah. Oh. That's got to be like. I mean, out of all the instruments that guys uh, take up, and guys only take up instruments to get laid, the harp has got us. Like, that's the worst idea, the harp. <laughs> you know, because, like, a guitar, you'd be like, oh, you want to hear some brown eyed Like, the harp, you got to, like, shove it in, <laughs> and, you know, like, open up a cl- Like, no, you have to come into the harp room. Like, it's not portable. Can you can you imagine a guy walking around a college campus lugging a harp? He can't even carry it on his back. He's just dragging it yeah. with him. <laughs> like drills some wheels on it. Like yeah, son of what? fucking Dolly. What yeah. you want to hear, Brown Eyed Girl? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to hear yeah. Wonderwall? <laughs> oh, doesn't work. Oh fuck. Well, yeah, uh, man. Um, we're going to ask you a little bit more about yourself. How how did you end up getting into comedy? Uh, I was 19 years old. I'm 36 now, which is like 72 and dwarf. Uh, <laughs> sorry, for the, I haven't mentioned it yet. For those of you who don't know, I'm a dwarf, a little person, person of short stature. Okay, let's get beyond that. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I was 19 years old. I went to a comedy club. And the comedian on stage, uh, I went Father's Day weekend, 2005. No, 2004, 2004. 
2004. And I saw the, uh, I brought my dad and the comedian on stage was making midget jokes and uh, half the audience was laughing and the audience that was sitting by me was not laughing because I was there. They're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and uh, the comedian noticed that and he goes, like, literally half the room is divided. This half of the room is not laughing. He goes, and he said on stage, he goes, what, is one of them here? And I just raised my creepy little hand in the air. Like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and the comedian called me up on stage and uh, started asking me questions. I answered the questions honestly. I did not try to get laughs. And um, the my answers got laughs. Like he asked me what, like, what I do for a living at the time. I was 19 years old. I live in Orange County at the time. I was working at Disneyland and I said, I work at Disneyland. The audience started laughing. And I turned to the audience. And I said, fuck you. I'm not one of the seven. And, uh, <laughs> oh and that's like the first laugh I got. And then from that, that was, that was it, man. That was the drug where I was like, well, this is definitely what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. <clears throat> so uh, I just started doing open mics after the uh, two weeks after that, I started, I did my first open mic at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, and then just uh, did open mics forever. And then uh, that you, you, you slowly work your way up, you catch a couple of breaks, you open for a couple of good guys, you maybe get on a TV show. It's, I mean, all that makes it sound very simple. The, 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 the best part about stand-up comedy is there's only one way to get better at it. You can't read a book, you can't, you know, I get one piece of advice. I'll, I'll give you whatever advice I can, but like I, there, there's nothing I can say that can make an unfunny person funny. Nothing. So, <laughs> so you're saying you're we're funny, fucked. Yeah. If you're not funny, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's like, you can only get funny by doing it and then learning. So that's the, that's the, be- that's the beautiful thing about stand up is that the only way to get better is to do it. And the worst part about stand-up is that the only way to get better is to do it because <laughs> you can't practice. You have to suck. You have to bomb. You have to learn from it. And, uh, and there are no shortcuts. There's no, there, there, there's no class you could take. Some people said like, well, a comedy class can make, can make you be funnier. Yes. Because comedy class forces you to focus on comedy. That's, that's it. Just focus on it, focus on it, perform it, do it. And the, and the only way you could ever know that a joke is good is by performing it in front of a live audience. Um, so uh, during this time, during the, during, during the pandemic, not a lot of options right now for um, like developing comics. It really, it really sucks for them. Damn. I, and I was going to say, I heard on Theo Vaughn's podcast, I know that Jeff Dye and you jumped on because you guys are kind of some of the pioneers that are venturing out and starting to do yeah. those live shows again, which is awesome. I was going to ask, yeah. what's what's the experience been like? Is, is it kind of like, I, I know that you have to keep working and working and working at it. And as you keep working at it, you get bigger <clears throat> venues, bigger stages, more people, etc. And yeah. Is it like taking a step back in a sense where you're at this a big size venue, but it's half the people or it's a certain number of people? Yeah. It, it, it harkens me back to like six, seven years ago when I, when I was headlining, because then I would sell about a third of the tickets. And now I'm selling about a third of the tickets uh, because that's all that can happen in, in, in the room. So I'm not too far removed from those years to where it's not, Yes, it's weird to go on stage and look out of the audience and see two people sitting together and then there's four empty seats and then another two people and then four empty seats like and then some people are wearing masks. Yes, it's weird. It's weird. But I'm not that guy that's like, fuck it, fill up the club, don't wear a mask. But like I'm not like it or I'm not performing until it's full. Like I can't do that. So my philosophy is I'd rather do it for a third of the people than no people, you know? So, um, yeah. and I know that the, the difference between me doing it now and me doing a, a room that was third full six, seven years ago is that when I was doing a room, a third full six, seven years ago, those people weren't there to see me. They were just there because they're like, Oh, it's a comedy club. Let's see if this is good. Or they got free tickets and some promotion. 
Now I have a third. I, I have a I have a third of the room, but every single person is there to see me. They want to get out. They want to they they want to see Brad Williams. So they're very excited about that. So it all the shows were great. I went to Oklahoma City, did Brickdown Comedy Club, and then I went to Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, and that was awesome. And I got um and next week. I'll be at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, come do it. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and like, as long as we're all taking, <clears throat> we're all taking precautions to keep people safe, then um, I'm feeling comfortable. I, I'm one of those guys that's kind of in the middle. I don't think that everything should open up at full capacity and we should just be like, oh no, we're back to normal. Like, no, 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 let's do, but I don't think we should just, hide under our beds, you know, for a year until everything's gone. You know, we, uh, people need to work, people need to eat, people need to get out there. So I'm yeah. kind of, I'm kind of in the middle on it, but uh, the shows were very exciting to do. And uh, a, a really just a, it, it felt like I, I, I legit almost burst into tears when the show was done because there was a time at the beginning of this thing, I didn't think I was going to get to do stand-up ever again. I was sitting there like, wait, this might be done. My whole purpose in life might be over. I might be stuck just doing cameos for people that would like, remember me, you know, for like, Oh, remember that dwarf comic? He was pretty funny 10 years ago when there was stand-up comedy. Like, <laughs> wow, I might have to get a job, you know, doing something else. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was scary for a second. So to, to be able to come back and start doing shows again um, was really, really cool. That's awesome. And, and I totally agree with you where being in the middle on it's such it, – it's a complicated issue where you've got – it seems like you can't put a stop to everything. And then there are also people – you have the mental health that, to, to think about where yeah, – yes. This is really helpful for people to go out, enjoy a comedy show. Now, granted, not everybody. If you're at risk, you should probably take extra precautions. Yeah. Um, stay home. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're, if yeah, you're, stay home. If you're elderly, if you if you live with someone who's at risk or is elderly, okay. You like maybe you don't get to do this kind of stuff yet. And for people that go, well, that's not fair. Yeah. I wanted to be a pro athlete, but turns out midgets aren't the best pro athlete. So <laughs> I couldn't do that. Like it's not, life isn't fair. You kind of adjust, you kind of do what you need to do, you know? Um, right. But those people, I don't know, find the comics that are doing virtual shows. I don't know. It, it's like, uh, listen to hilarious podcasts like this and support the sponsors. Um, yeah. That's, you know, that, that's what you do. Uh, so yeah. it, it's rough and we'll eventually get back to normal once, you know, there's a vaccine or herd immunity or the numbers are just so low that we don't care about it anymore or we learn more about the virus and, poten and potentially how, uh, how it's not what we thought it was. Maybe. But uh, yeah, we'll get back there. But for now, well, we, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep touring, keep doing, um, keep doing shows and then keep getting tested when I, when I come home. That's awesome. And and I was going to say congratulations. I know I'm 5 months late, but you just had a newborn daughter. And hey, trust me, 5 months late is still that's still that's still a newborn. Until until she can like shit on her own without me having to do anything, uh <laughs> then she is she is a baby. She's a newborn. So yes. Fair. Uh, Fair. Yeah, and this is and and this is the first child, so I mean, there is never, never a good time for a global pandemic. But if I had to pick a time, it would be for, for me personally, it, it, it would be right now because I get to stay home and be with my infant daughter. And I, I've heard all these stories from comics that are like, yeah, I saw my daughter when she was born. Next week I was on the road, saw her again when I was like, when she was like nine, you know, or like something yeah. like this. They're, they're not there for those moments. So I, I'm, I'm glad I get to be here for that kind of stuff and here for these moments. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll tell her stories of, of the pandemic as she grows up. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And I, I was going to ask too, during, I know there's no substitute for comedy or go or stand up comedy going up there and actually doing it. But during what, before comedy club started reopening, 
what were you doing to, I mean, if you were doing anything to kind of keep up with? Uh, tweets. Um, I was doing funny tweets. Uh, I, I did join Cameo. So if you want to book me to give a shout out to somebody or uh, the, the funniest one I did was some a lesbian couple had broken up and some girl hired me to tell her ex-girlfriend that her pussy was stanky. Uh, that, that was my favorite. Uh, so yeah. how did you get into character for that one oh uh, i just i just remembered some ex-girlfriends <laughs> i was good to go um yeah i did that i did i did, I did a couple virtual shows and uh it, it, it's weird the vir- the virtual shows are weird i've heard some comics on podcasts talk, talk about how much they suck and they'll never do them um for me, though, I got a newborn daughter. I, I, I made money on the virtual shows. I wish I could have just sat back and been like, well, I got $20 million in the bank. You know, I could do whatever. But I don't have that option. So I had to figure something out. So I did So I, I did virtual shows, which are not stand-up comedy, but it's close. If stand-up comedy is heroin, virtual shows are the methadone. It's just kind of just kind of gets you by. <laughs> nice nice until our next break i like it um cool well thank you brad we're gonna get into the self-help portion now unless there's anything else you'd like to say we'll plug everything at the end too but um anything- well all i'll say is that i'm on this podcast and one thing that this podcast will well not this podcast but uh, this time has really taught you if someone doesn't do your podcast now they don't like you <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Because before you could be like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm on the road. I got flights. I got fun. I got that. I got shows. I got bet. Now it's like, nah, you got nothing. You're home. You're fine. We can do it on Zoom. You can do it from your bedroom. And so, so, so if you're still not coming on the podcast, it's because you don't like the person. You don't like the podcast. Uh, or, or the person didn't ask in a nice – you guys at least asked in a nice way. Like, I don't know you guys, but uh, I like – it's always weird when you go on a podcast you don't know because you have because you have to do a little bit of research just so you're not on a podcast and then like you laugh it up and think and think you had a great time and then they tag you in some tweets like hey it's alt right fridays and today oh. our guest brad williams oh, like, whoa yeah. no <laughs> oh, Fuck that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So exactly. Yeah, you do a little research. So I yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I looked up your podcast, read read some reviews, and I was like, all right, these guys don't seem like they're serial killers. Um well, well anyway, um it's time for our next segment. Um self help for the alt right. So <laughs> how to cut holes in your clan. <laughs> In five steps or less. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do it, everybody. (laughs) All right. We're going to get into the self-help portion, but before we answer these questions, we're going to fuel ourselves with inspiration from a motivational quote from, well, before we get into it, we like to ask our guests if they have any inspirational quotes that help them get through their days when they're having tough times. So do you have any, Brad, any inspirational quotes that bring light to your dark days? (laughs) I have two. Uh, One... Uh, one quote is nobody cares about you. Uh, now that seems very dark. It, 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 it seems like that would make dark days darker, but I like that quote. It, it was told to me by a, uh, improv comic because I started talking about all the, Oh, improv. And what if I fuck up? The audience is going to hate me. The audience is thinking I'm stupid and they don't like my, my outfit and they can't look past the fact that I'm a little person, but, but, and the comic just stopped me with Brad. No, nobody cares about you. Nobody. So they're all worried that they they're all in their own heads about the stuff they're doing. So when the world, like when 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 you get too much in your head, like oh I I, I can't do this because people are not going to like me or they're or they I I can't do this bit because they're thinking it's too close to my last album. That was uh, nobody cares. Nobody. <clears throat> no one's thinking that much about it. 
I like that. I think I might use that one next time my wife asks me if the dress makes her look fat. I'll be like, no one cares about you. <laughs> <laughs> does the dress make me look fat? Why does it matter? I'm taking you to dinner, and, I, and I'm going to try to have sex with you afterwards. Why are you... <laughs> Why are you worried? <laughs> Why are you concerned with this? I don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah, and then the second quote is, everything in your life turned out exactly the way it did, whether you worried about it or not. And I don't know who said it, but I really like it. And it's, it's exactly what it means. It's why stress yourself out and worry about things when it's not going to change the outcome. You stressing yourself out, you worrying doesn't make one thing go one way or the, or the, or the other. So yeah, those are my, those are my two quotes. And those are some good quotes compared to the, the hot garbage fire. We yeah. Coming. Let's. <laughs> let, okay. Let's and let. My inspirational quote <laughs> is always check the condom for holes. <laughs> that's, that's actually a step up from what we've got so as we yeah, let yeah. the the powerful <laughs> quotes from brad resonate we're going to introduce our quote from a robot called inspirobot so what it does is it actually uses ai to take some of the wisest words known to man and mesh them together mm-hmm. for a tasty inspirational quote Love it. All right. Eric, would you like to read this week's quote? This week's quote. Only if you believe in your own inner beauty will you get naked flesh. That's, that sounds like something that some hot girl would write on her Instagram post. <laughs> then you're like, wait, what? Am I supposed to be inspired? Am I supposed to be hard? Like, what? How is this supposed to work? <laughs> What about you, Eric? What does this quote scream to you? Uh, I, I think this is just another way of saying Brad's quote of nobody cares. If you believe that nobody cares, then you'll have the confidence to get that naked flesh. Can we all agree? Now, when, they say, when they say get that naked flesh, it's like <laughs> if you believe nobody cares, you you going to tap that ass. Like, is it that or is it like you'll be confident to walk around naked? Because if I don't know if I like that either way. <laughs> or what if it's like a Hannibal Lecter angle? That's yeah, yeah. The flesh part was pushing me in that direction. You I, got a freezer full of naked date, flesh. When Tinder I, dates. Yeah, when I went out with my bros <laughs> when I was single, <laughs> I, I never, I never went, bro. Let's go out and chase some naked flesh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something like if there was a movie and like the alien was trying to appear like he yes. was human he's like <laughs> looking at you like hello bros let's go get naked flesh do you guys yes. have you guys have some sugar water and naked flesh <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, i was ho- i was hoping that you guys would remember that far back of course <laughs> all right guys i feel that now that we're fueled and motivated we can go on to the the question so we've got two the first one it's a question from reddit and it's found by our very own fan sarah thank you sarah this question reads the color orange disgusts me i really need to know that i'm not the only person who feels like this anytime i see the color orange it makes me want to throw up and i have no idea why this has bothered me for years and i don't think i'll ever be okay with the color any advice Sincerely, color me disgusted, just not orange. Uh, don't be a Denver Broncos fan. <laughs> that, would, that would suck. Um, I hope you don't live in Colorado. Or I hope you don't live in Colorado, and I, and I hope you don't live in Syracuse or Knoxville, Tennessee, because that's yeah, all right. orange-centric. Um, or India. That's the flag. Oh, yeah, right. Um how would you get over the fear of orange <laughs> i'm wondering if, it, if it's just trial by fire where you where you just gotta go like somebody paints a room orange chuck me in the middle of it and <laughs> slide food underneath the door for like orange, three only days. oranges <laughs> yeah. just throw only oranges at orange you. slices yeah maybe it, yeah i don't know i i i don't do well with the irrational fears uh i'm not good because i'm the guy that's like ah fucking get over it. you know what i mean like i'm i'm that i'm, I'm that guy 
I don't know why I became Bill Burr for a half a second. But yeah, like I, I don't do well with the people that fear like I have a fear of toothpaste. All right. So I'm not going to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can smell that. Yeah, <laughs> It shows. Um, yeah, fear yeah. of oranges. Thanks. Yeah. No, maybe you're right. Just trial by fire. Just go into an all orange room. Yeah. Get pelted with oranges. Maybe on the naked flesh too. So it really stings. Um, it I, makes me so happy. Get a spray that, tan. That, that I fear normal things like, you know, death, failure, uh like stuff like that and that it's not like oh we're driving over a bridge don't hold on i gotta go around it i can't i'm saying that because i have a friend who's like that it's i've never driven around a bridge but i do get well no 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 heights i'm afraid of heights and so yeah i used to have dreams where i would fall and then i'd hit the ground and i wouldn't die but I would jolt in real life hard enough to empty. I was going to say my bowels. I didn't shit my pants. <laughs> what happened? He's having a dream. Did, did he fall again in the dream? No, yeah. but I but I did piss my pants. So I did have to wear diapers, I think, from nine years old to 11 years old. Anthony remembers that fondly. So, he, that, do. That, so that was your own personal 9-11? No, that was... That was... <laughs> never forget seven. I'm never going to do better than that joke, by the way. Wow. <laughs> End podcast. We, we Wrap it up, boys. We're thank, done here. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. I can't top that joke. Just so, just so you... Wow. Uh, so, wow. I so, like telling jokes. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I think we kind of answered that one. Eric or Anthony, did you guys have anything you wanted to add? <laughs> no, I really <laughs> like the orange room idea. That's 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 gold. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm wondering, are they afraid of the color red? And if not, I want to take them to a paint store and take them to the <laughs> swatch wall and and color gradient just until okay how about is is you know go slightly <laughs> oranger slightly oranger and really dial it in where, where are they freaked out right no get i that, get that burnt orange and be like, yeah like this like this like this is blood orange good with it you all right I'm okay. I'm What's okay. Happened? It's just all the area between brown and yellow. You're just yeah. Like, yeah. It. So, okay. And then once we figure that out, uh, I don't know what we do with that information, but it would be interesting. <laughs> um, but it makes me think of like, uh, like a, you know, in nature, if you see like an orange snake, you're like, yeah, don't pick that up. It's probably venomous. Right. So maybe there's something to add to that there. It, okay, well, maybe being keep, afraid of orange is an okay thing. Keep the fear if you're ever in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't touch anything in Australia. Good. Good. Oh. Solid. All right. Good. Moving on to the next question. Question right. two. This is also from Reddit. It's from our fan, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Oh, boy. This question is... I rubbed my genitals on money and handed it to someone when I was a teenager. It's not really a question, but let's go on. When I was a teenager, <laughs> I ordered pizza for me and my friend. Before I opened the door for pizza guy, I put the money in my underwear and rubbed it against my balls and gooch area. The delivery person opens the door and before I can stop her, oh. she takes the money from my hand and smiles and says, thanks. I close the door feeling like a horrible person, an idiot for a prank that I thought my friend would laugh at. I still feel bad about that to this day, and I have changed and been a better person since then. I spoke to my therapist about it, and she agreed that it was weird, but that teenagers do a lot of crazy and wild things. How can I atone for the dollar bill thing? Sincerely looking for inner peace. Yeah, you have to uh, take a job at Papa John's during this pandemic, and you got to start delivering pizzas. It's got to come full circle. You know, God, you you got to atone for your sins and don't rub the pizza on your balls before giving. <laughs> oh, we're going to have the cycle starts all over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> first of all, it's very gross what you did, but I get it. Teenagers do stupid things. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you need to be a server in, in the service industry and you have to deal with people. And that is your atonement because you will. 
you you will tip better after that you will be nicer you will be the nicest person anyone will ever like all my friends that are waiters waitresses they all tip way more than people that weren't in the service industry because they know what that life is so you now have to know what that life is you have you have to have some people do some dumb shit to you and just so you know <laughs> pizza guys it's not like the pornos you don't get to go in and oh does the pizza have extra sausage yeah it does right here no you, that, that doesn't happen occasionally you'll get a fat guy uh answer the door naked on a dare but that's oh. about the closest thing you're going to come to. So. That's, that's the closest you'll come to naked flesh. But other yeah. than that, it's just it, you you got to do your time taking the gooch money, I think, because mm-hmm. as one tone. Yes, a tone. I like that. I totally agree with that, by the way, of. Well, I think I don't know if you were saying exactly this, but I think everyone should do maybe six months to a year mandatory of customer service working as a waiter working at start get in in there dude because i i i worked as a barista and i worked at starbucks in new jersey for a year and that was a fucking nightmare are we just gonna gloss over the fact that you pronounced it barista wait how is it how is it supposed to we shouldn't do that well what the (laughs) fuck are you saying Stefan? it's a barista why did you go? I worked as a barista. That's that's how you said it. Check the tape. That's you my said. that that's it's a regional thing. That's how Cottonwood Arizonians speak. <laughs> we are from the same family. I don't think I've ever said barista. <laughs> I think I say Bar- things. You're like that one douche that says, "Oh, uh, I was feeling low on energy, so I bought myself a chocolate bar." You're like <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? I also. I I speak well. Yes, I'm also the guy that has his name spelled Stephen, but says it's pronounced Stefan. So that's the exact. Were you of- were you about to say you speak Italian? I was gonna I, say if you're in the same room. I would have slapped the shit out of you. <laughs> Stefan has this thing where he likes to tell every person he meets Italian. Well, it's fucking- yes. It's Brad Williams. I gotta let him know that I speak I heard Italian. You, I heard you start to fucking say it, and it didn't. Sorry, so I had to bring it up. Were you, you gonna say it's because you speak Italian, like the accent? Yeah, that's how they say barista. it. They say barista, barista. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm sure they do. Now I know why people treat you like shit when you're a barista. <laughs> <laughs> With customer service, and because you probably were like, "Hey, my name is Stefan." I'd be a barista today. And then everyone's like, I, oh, fuck you. Put cream in my coffee, dipshit. They're like, here's, here's your espresso. Yeah. They're like, it says espresso with an X on the sign. Don't yeah. say espresso. It, it's a pronounced yeah. frappuccino. Frappuccino. And they're like, God damn it. Just give me my fucking drink. Oh. Man, you just talking like that makes me never want to play Mario. <laughs> I don't want to hear that voice. Oh, that's how I learned it's Italian. Fuck <laughs> off. The professor's like, okay, now now we speak in the Italian accent. Oh, it's a me. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, that's- yeah, yeah. You 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 were that guy that's like that when when someone ordered a medium you're like you mean a venti <laughs> oh do you mean a grande Gra- oh god i hate i hate myself i'm gonna have to edit this later and um yeah I'm, no you I'm, won't you I'm no already- do not take this out <laughs> anthony li- make sure he leaves this in <laughs> eric go I got full it. eric on him okay more eric. eric than i've ever eric we net we you should never go full eric <laughs> okay as we say in italian va bene so what what else do you have to say about this anthony <laughs> i really liked i i really liked how the therapist agreed that it was weird because every, <laughs> every therapist i've been to like you tell them some fucked up shit and they're like that's normal like, like you i've heard worse you should yeah you shouldn't feel weird about that and they're like nah man you crossed the fucking line <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> so I made so- their personal diary that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Freak rubbed nuts on my <laughs> and diary and, entry. Yeah. And Gooch. Yeah. Yeah. The this is a th- this is a therapist where 
someone once said, yeah, I eat my own poop and they had to act like they weren't shocked. And then you told a story about rubbing <laughs> money on your balls. And they're like, yeah, oh God, that's fucked up. Like that's, <laughs> you broke this therapist. <laughs> that therapist was thinking, did he pay me in cash? <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> Gooch money. Well done, Eric. Uh, <laughs> well done. Great joke. Uh, nice. Fantastic. All right. All Any... right. So go work in the service industry. That 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 is your penance. Beautiful. All right. Good. Oh. All right, Eric. Anything else? Uh, I think once they've served their penance at the Papa John's and that's done with, they then need to go and get a job where the currency is made, right? Because he def- they defiled the money as well. Someone made that money. Oh, mm. taking the full steps here. Okay, so go to the, mm. the Royal Mint, is it called here? Or the well, Federal the mint, makes, mint? The mint? The Mint makes coins, <laughs> but... Uh... I hope he wasn't rubbing coins on his gooch. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, he paid in nickels. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, he really that was, was an asshole. The worst part about that story is if he paid in coin. I hope he did and then got some sort of metal poisoning on his balls. Yeah. I got nickel poisoning. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. It's like a J- weird James Bond villain origin story. <laughs> I, Absolutely. I feel like this guy's a sweet guy, though. Hear me out. The fact that he did make a mistake and now he's trying to atone for it. And years later, he still remembers this and he's trying to atone for it. Because I I can't remember. Maybe I rubbed my gooch on some stuff and gave it to people. I don't. It's it's just those teener, teenage years are a blur. So yeah, I, I feel like the fact that this guy's pointing this out and trying to atone for it gives me hope that the world is going to be a better less tainted place oh god damn it <laughs> why'd you have to use <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show brad thank you so much for coming on we really appreciated having you i was chuckling and chortling all the time thank you so much where can people find you uh gentlemen uh i got i got a good laugh good bradwilliamscomedy.com uh check out my tour dates it changes kind of by the week with this whole thing. Some places are open, some places aren't. So please uh, uh, call the clubs, talk to them before you head out there. Uh, but yeah, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Follow me on Instagram, at bradwilliamscomic. Follow me on Twitter, at funnybrad. And book me on Cameo, and I'll tell your ex-girlfriend that her pussy was thank you. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brad. We really appreciate it. All those links are going to be in the show notes for your upcoming show, especially at Stand It Up Live in Phoenix. And um, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thank you, everyone, uh, except Eric. All right. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Deuces. Later, man. Later.